Chapter 16 of Innocencia, A Story of the Prairie Regions of Brazil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Innocencia, A Story of the Prairie Regions of Brazil by the Viscount of Taunay. Translated by James William Wells. The Dyspeptic Patient According to his intention, Perietta that night brought his hammock to the guest's room with the full resolve of initiating his system of vigilance, although in any case it was absolutely useless in relation to the person suspected. Anyhow, he had barely reposed in his easy couch more than a few minutes before the sonorous sounds of his slumber mingled with those of the heavy breathing of Meyer. If he had not trusted so much to the watchfulness of his eyes, or rather if sleep had not, as usual, attacked him so irresistibly, he would, naturally, and in a short time, have had his attention attracted by the strange proceedings of Cyrano for really the manner in which he passed his nights was alone sufficient to create doubts in the most unsuspecting of minds ever restless he would continually turn on his couch and heave such sighs as only those in dire or imagined tribulations can utter or he would arise and go out to the yard to pace to and fro smoking cigarettes without end until the cocks on the barn or in the trees hard by announced the first rays of dawn it was indeed a lacerating passion that filled the breast of that young man one of those sudden and irrepressible passions that dominate and overpower the mind thrilling every nerve as with electricity and suffocating as the serpents of the laocoon knowing as he did all the customs of the sertao so rigid in the absolute yoke of prejudice he foresaw so many difficulties that if on the one hand they tended to dishearten him on the other those very difficulties acted as so much fuel to the fire of his newly born but already overpowering sentiments heaven help me he murmured to himself what i only desire is the friendship of innocencia it seems ages ago since i saw her ah if i should see her no more i would put an end to my life his heart throbbed violently the blood coursed through his veins with vertiginous rapidity obscuring his vision and flushing his face with waves of burning heat nosa senora da abadia he cried, and clutching his hair in his despair. Save me in this hour of trial. Grant me at least hopes that that girl may wish me well. I desire no more. Oh, that this fire that consumes me may find in her heart some responsive warmth. This fervent prayer to the saint of the special devotion of Goyas served for a while to calm the shattered nerves of the youth and presently he fell into a fitful slumber yet only a few instants afterwards to awaken with a sudden start and become still more unnerved he was up and moving about when perriera arose from his hammock hallo the latter observed you are an early riser to-day well 
"'It is not my habit,' replied Cyrano, "'but I have passed these last nights very badly.' "'Truly you do not look up to much.' "'I believe the ague has got hold of me.' "'Now that is good. "'Then the doctor went to borrow the ague of his patient, eh?' But look you, you must pull yourself together, for to-day some invalids will be here for you to inziminar, footnote, a local corruption of examinar, to examine, end of footnote. The news of your arrival has already spread abroad, and the gathering of your pilgrims will not be delayed much longer. Here I await them. Coelho, of course, will be the first to come. Do not hesitate to ask him a tip-top price. No, I rather think I shall abandon my idea of attending to this region, and dispatch a messenger to stop the arrival of these people. Now that only shows that the Signor is a man of pride and honor, not like a certain person that I know, eh? On saying these words, Perietta glanced at the yet slumbering Meyer and contemplated him attentively. The German was really well worthy of observation, independently of any other motive than one of simple curiosity. Extended on his back, one long arm and one long leg rested on the ground on each side of his narrow bed of trunks and owing to the inconvenient position of his head his chin was tilted above the level of his brows and his half-opened mouth displayed a row of excellent teeth can't he snore eh murmured the miniero ah you rascal you you but no it is all the same you won't humbug me as the assumptions of perietta gradually assumed the proportions of fixed ideas meyer in the simplicity of ignorance inadvertently constantly furnished elements to cause his host to become more and more assured of his convictions for instance at breakfast he bethought him of innocently inquiring aren't your daughter senor perriera how is she is she better what is better moshu inquired the father ill-humouredly her health is it better it is better it is it is testily replied perriera it is quite good she is about to make a journey a journey to where is it to the town man moshu ejaculated the miniero in great irritation you are like an old woman you want to know everything with much vexation and some surprise meyer received this rude rebuff yet as he considered it to be only expressive of annoyance at his apparently unwarrantable curiosity he duly hastened to apologize with all sincerity but unfortunately in terms which aggravated the situation it is indeed true senor perriera said he ordinary politeness should not have prompted me to say what i did but excuse me i pray but really your daughter is so interesting that i cannot but think of her always i have even some presents for keep them then growled perriera but he smothered the reflection his surly words implied in a fit of coughing and in order to avoid a continuation of the conversation he terminated the repast by rising from the table here comes coelho doctor he exclaimed on glancing outside she how yellow he is it is a long time since i have seen him Pooh, he looks like a ghost from the other world 
He is the one we were talking about. Put the screw on him, doctor, for he is a miserable sort of... Interrupting himself to greet the new arrival, he cried, "'Good, I see you. If it were not for having a medico in the house, friend Coelho, we might never expect to see you this way, eh? Is it not so?' "'Ah,' dolefully replied the other, with a low moan, "'I am always so ill. I have no liking for anything. But where is he, the man?' "'Here he is.' I have been told that he has worked miracles. He has made quite a name for himself over there by Parnaiba. Do you know? That he had made a name there? No. But that he is a marvellous surgeon, I am certain. For in the twinkling of an eye, he put on her feet a member of my household. Ah, if he could but cure me, I know not how I could thank him. Pay him! promptly suggested Perietta, advocating the interests of his guest. "'Yes, how pay him,' muttered the sick man with some hesitation. "'In any case, get off your animal.' He, whom the miniero called Coelho, entered the front room, and made his salutations to Cyrano and Meyer. He was a man already in years, but more aged through infirmities than with the lapse of time.' His brow was rugged with wrinkles, his cheeks swollen, the lips were almost colourless, and his eyes were surrounded by puffy rings. "'Which one of the senores is the doctor?' he inquired. "'I am,' replied Cyrano, assuming an air of importance. Perietta intervened with some amiability. "'Take a seat, senor Coelho,' said he. "'There is no need to hurry. Rest a little. Have you already breakfasted?' The little I eat I have already eaten. Well, anyway, just make yourself at home, and then talk with the doctor. But tell me, what is there new up in town? Nothing that I know of. But, really, for more than a year I have had no news from there. Things of the world now trouble me no more. Whoever has no health loses the taste for everything. Ah, it is a calamity.' Whilst Coelho lugubriously delivered himself of his complaints, Cyrano turned over the pages of his inseparable Chernovis, and took from his trunk some dried herbs, which he placed on the table. "'The senor,' said he, addressing his patient, "'is empalamado.' Footnote. Anyone suffering from chronic dyspepsia. End of footnote. "'It is the truth, senor doctor.' I, who am not a physician, observed Perriera, would have said so at once. Hush, my friend, impatiently observed Cyrano, in order to impose silence. The senor, he pompously continued, has had for many years repeated attacks of fever and ague, followed in due course by loss of appetite, a bloated and swollen appearance of the body, succeeded by emaciation. Little by little he continued to lose strength and energy. "'Perfectly right,' murmured Coelho, who followed with careful attention the march of the diagnosis. "'Now the senor cannot eat, or rather has no desire to do so. Is it not so?' "'Exactly, senor doctor,' groaned the patient. "'How this man has read in the books, eh?' whispered Perietta to Meyer in a tone of admiration. 
"'Afterwards,' continued Cyrano, "'you were attacked by great weakness, "'so much so that when you walked "'you broke out into a profuse perspiration, "'accompanied by a trembling in all your limbs. "'The spleen is congested, and so is the liver. "'At night you experience difficulty in breathing, "'more especially when seated. "'Sometimes you cough very much, a dry cough, "'like that of one who is hoarse. "'Just so!' exclaimed the sick man, almost with enthusiasm. Well, concluded Cyrano, as I have already told you, you are empalamado. And is there no cure? dolefully inquired Coelho. There is, but the remedy is a violent one. Well, so long as it makes me well. Many people, replied Cyrano, have I cured in a worse state than you are in, but, I repeat, the remedy is a violent one. I will take anything, declared Coelho, but for years I have had such a horror of medicine, and from none of it have I derived any benefit. Well, we shall see. At this moment Cyrano altered the tone of his voice, and glancing towards Perriera, he observed, the senor well knows that this is my livelihood. The miniero applauded with a nod of his head this entrance on business. Not so, however, did Coelho, for he stuttered, uh, I, I am ready, but I am poor, very poor. Perriera winked his eye with a comical expression of incredulity. I must observe that it is my custom to receive payment in two halves, continued Cyrano, and, strongly flushing as he added, if I speak of that subject now so hastily, it is because I need it. Do you not think so, Senor Meyer? Certainly, certainly, assented the German. You have every right to it. My friend, observed Perriera, you do not work for the bishop, but to gain a living. Well, as I said to you, proceeded the young man, addressing Coelho, the senor will pay me at the commencement and at the end of the treatment thus there can be no mistakes will that suit you what remedy have i sighed coelho i will give you well up to thirty milres or say forty no senor retorted cyrano i charge only one price and how much does that amount to one hundred milres Footnote, equivalent to more or less ten pounds sterling. End of footnote. One hundred milres, exclaimed Coelho. Fifty down and fifty at the end. The sick man moaned aloud at the demand and muttered to himself like one in sore distress. Oh, neighbor, cried Perriera, what is that to you, a mere ear of corn to one who owns a barnful? oh no 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 it is really not so i assure you pleadingly replied the other now don't tell falsehoods continued perriera if you had not got the coppers i would have said so to friend cyrano but look you he is one of our family now and will only cure us for nothing eh doctor certainly certainly declared cyrano very readily but with you the case is very different Besides, for what purpose does a surgeon wander about these wilds? Don't you think he wants to make something out of it? Of course he does, and it is only right that he should. But, 
Fifty mil rays, exclaimed Coelho in a mournful voice, and all in one lump. During the discussion, Cyrano maintained a dignified silence, devoting his attention to the pages of Chernovis, and reading one of his many marginal notes therein. After a long pause and considerable hesitation, Coelho at last heaved a deep sigh of resignation. "Eyo," said he, "'well, consider the business closed. But, look you, the price of the medicines must be included in the payment, and the visits must be made in my house.' "'Certainly,' replied Cyrano, "'I will go to your fazenda every day. It is not far from here?' "'No, senor.' By the road it is only two short leagues. Good. Now, as soon as you return home, go to bed at once and take these powders. Take them in two doses, and then keep perfectly quiet for two or three days. You may feel weak from their effects, but afterwards... Pausing suddenly, for a few moments he gazed steadily at Coelho, and then observed, You really want to be cured, eh? Ah, do I not? "'And you have confidence in me?' "'Under Deus, only you can save me.' "'Then you will unhesitatingly take what I send you?' "'That I will, even if it were red-hot iron. "'Now, mark well what you say. "'I do not like to commence a treatment and then have to stop it. "'Fear not that with me. "'To linger on as I have lived is not life. "'I would rather die.' Then, a few days after you have taken the powders, you will have to take a good big dose of the milk of the Jaracatia tree. Jaracatia! exclaimed the sick man aghast. Jaracatia! cried Meyer in his turn. What is Jaracatia? Why, that will burn out the inside of the man, observed the miniero. Cyrano, somewhat offended, brusquely replied, "'Senor Perriera, I am no child. I know well what I am saying. This remedy is a secret of mine. True, it is very powerful, and also very dangerous, but it is not the first nor the second time that I have cured the empalamados with it. Everything depends on the quantity and the mode of administering the milk, and for that reason I make no mystery of the recipe.' nevertheless a very little more than is necessary and the patient is in his grave oh exclaimed perriera such a kind of medicine want not i i would rather be empalamado all my life and risk a better chance of remaining in this world a little longer what is this jada katia meyer again asked Coelho, with half-closed eyes and drooping head, was evidently deep in the meditation of the pros and cons of his case, and the prescribed remedy. At last, in a melancholy voice, he observed, "'Well, what is to be, is to be. I accept whatever you order me. Whatever you do is well done. How am I to take the jaracatia?' "'I will tell you later on.' replied Cyrano. Meanwhile, when you arrive home, look for one of the trees in your neighborhood, give three gashes in the trunk near its base, and allow the milk to drip. I myself will then select from it what is necessary. 
I have every confidence that the seigneur will become perfectly sound again. But always bear in mind that in the business of sickness, more than in anything else, no one can say that so-and-so will happen. Everything is in the hand of God. He it is who makes the sickness disappear from the body, or sends one to the sepulchre. Every good Christian knows that, and should conform to the divine will. What a doctor can do is only to assist nature and lend a helping hand to a body which can, and desires to, arise from a bed of sickness. "'Just so, just so!' ejaculated Meyer, who was engaged at the moment in arranging his collections. "'That is also what I understand,' said the Miniero. "'But what is this Jaracatia, Senor Pereira?' insisted the German." Pereira impatiently turned towards him, and almost shouted, "'It is a tree, Senor Meyer, a tree, a huge tree, with small leaves, and bears a fruit full of milk, which burns out the life of anyone who tastes it. It is a tree, do you hear? A tree! Ah! <laughs> ah, I see!' placidly replied the German, although not very much enlightened. During this time, Cyrano had taken from his trunk certain medicinal preparations, which he handed to Coelho with careful instructions for their use. "'Do you experience any nausea when you eat?' inquired the youth. "'Much, senor doctor.' "'It is always so, but never mind. After taking the milk of Jaracatia, the appetite will return.' At first you must drink only the raw white of eggs well beaten up. Afterwards, little by little, you will be able to take more substantial aliment. May heaven only hear you. Pereira, who had gone to the door, presently observed, Here comes someone else. I can hear the steps of a mounted animal. Without doubt it is some poor fellow shriveled up with infirmities. Truly, there is no want of sick people in the world, yet there is so much wickedness about that it could not well be less than it is. After a short pause, he added, in a tone of surprise, Ha, hi, Mudeos, Nossa Senora, help us. Do you know who is coming? It is Garcia, who has had the leprosy more than a year, and yet won't believe he has it. Poor fellow, without doubt he will pay for his mistake." I am really very sorry for these unfortunates, but I say, there, I don't want to see them in my house. Come, come, senor doctor, despatch Garcia at once. One does not play with lepers. From such may the senora Santa Ana deliver us. Even to look at them, they say, is not good. And Pereira, returning to the room, exclaimed hurriedly, "'Oh, pray, do not let the man dismount, or I shall perhaps have to be rude to him. For the amor de Dios, go outside there at once, see what he wants, and give him all good wishes on our part. Go, go!' he impatiently vociferated, for at that moment a voice was heard inquiring if Senor Pereira was at home. The latter, seeing that Cyrano did not hasten as he was desired, or fearing that the new arrival might enter the room, hurried to his threshold and frigidly responded to the greetings of the man called Garcia. End of chapter 16